that's what we've decided to do is is really try to build holistic leaders that are when the time, by the time they get done they're so versatile secure in their identity and safe we talk about what it means to be a strategic leader we help them engage their heart soul mind and strength Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Mark and Cheryl Perry lead Iris Central Coast and Iris Leader School. We're going to find out about these great ministries from them today, and they join us from California's Central Coast. Welcome to Charisma Connection. Hi, Chris. Hello, thank, thank you for having, for having us. us. Well, we want to learn more about you first. How did the two of you get involved in Iris Central Coast, and what is that ministry all about? We were planting a church in the Midwest in Ohio, and it was a church among the poor. It was um, rich and poor together, but uh, but it was a fantastic church. We went to uh, the different parts of the city and uh, ministered door-to-door. We called it Church to You, and we brought gifts to people, and we prayed with them right in their house. And We actually, we actually assembled at 10 o'clock like a normal church service. We had an hour of worship and experiencing God's presence and power, and then at 11 o'clock, the whole church left the building. And uh, we went to the poor and brought church to people for our church, the remainder of our church service. So it was a very interesting time, radical time. A lot of things happened, a lot of miracles happened. And uh, when it was time to move back to California, uh, I was uh, disturbed because I thought, wow, we've just really fallen in love with this idea of a church among the poor. Uh, Lord, what do we do? And the Lord spoke to me about the continent of Africa. And I didn't know where. And when I we arrived back in California, uh, I got hired immediately at a church. They were without a senior pastor. And I met with the intercessors, and I said, what are you guys sensing? And they said, we're, we're hearing something from God about the country of Mozambique, but we don't know what it means. And I said, okay. And this was in and then, uh, 2002, 2003. Okay, good to have that context, Cheryl. Yeah, and then, uh, and then uh, that same year... Um, one of my board members, who's good friends with Roland and Heidi Baker, said to me that he was taking a trip to Mozambique, Africa, to speak with this this couple. And I really perked up my ears because I'd never heard of I didn't even know where Mozambique was. And so when he said he was going there, and I had just had the intercession say that God had put that on their heart, and I had heard God say, go to Africa, um, I asked him if I could go with him. And he said yes. And so when I went, there just was an incredible outpouring of favor and relationship, and we got to stay in Roland and Heidi's house and really spend some intimate time with them. And, uh, you know, Heidi and my friend Mark prophesied a connection between us and Iris, between uh, what was going on in Mozambique and our 
our fledgling work in the Central Coast of California. And so uh, because of that, we built a connection and we, we knew that we had found some sort of tribal affinity. And then the next, uh, about, I don't know, six months later, Cheryl took a team of 10 people to Mozambique and, and we began to build relationship and friendship with Roland and Heidi. So that was the beginning. Yes, a really special time of just getting to know them as friends and fellow ministers and taking teams over to Mozambique to minister there. And um, it was before really a lot of people knew of the ministry. I was trying to remember which part of Africa Mozambique is in. It's on, the, it's on the east coast, and it's, um, it's just above South Africa, below Tanzania. So it's on the southern east coast of Africa. It's about, it's, it resembles the sort of roughly California in the sense that it's a long, narrow country. Okay. All right. Thanks for helping yeah. me with my geography there. Um, well, I didn't know till I, I looked it up, so. Mm-hmm. So you are also the senior leaders at Everyday Church in Arroyo Grande, California, and that's actually where your ministry is based out of, correct? Yeah, that, yes, that year, that time that we went to see Heidi, I saw her in October of 2003, and then we started Everyday Church Easter Sunday of 2004. And um, so, yeah, so Everyday Church and Iris Central Coast were sort of born about the same time because we knew that we wanted to be a local multi-site church, wanted to be a regional resource center, and we wanted to be a global mission space. And so we felt with Iris that we had found our fit with the global mission space concept and and that Everyday Church would be an affiliated church with Iris. And so, so we just began to walk together with Roland and Heidi and with Iris Global. And uh, yeah, so we have several expressions of what we do, kind of a kingdom resource center, apostolic center, but it's uh, there's a house of prayer and there's healing rooms and so on and so forth. But it really started with that connection with a ministry in Africa, which was fascinating for us because we knew the Lord was re- leading us. Maybe if we have time, yeah. Cheryl can tell you a dream that she had that was very powerful. Oh, please do. Well, um, yeah, I just, I dreamt um, before we became officially an iris space, it was in about 2005, I dreamt that um, Heidi actually came to our um, house, knocked on our door. This is, once again, this is a dream. Knocked on our door, and I answered the door and um, invited them in. Mark was standing right beside me, invited them in, and Heidi came in and um, came directly into our kitchen. And she reached inside of her coat pocket and pulled out a packet, and it was a packet of seeds. And she poured a packet of these seeds into this glass of water, and we drank, she handed the water glass to Mark and I, and we drank it. And as we drank it, we became like Iris DNA. The DNA of Iris really just infused us. And so it was such a significant dream um, that we really, we prayed about it for a couple of years. And then Mark took a trip to Mozambique in 2008 and had emailed the dream to Heidi. And she just immediately was, was like, yes, that's, you're us, we're you, you have our DNA and really just invited us kind of more on official terms to become part of IRIS. And um, that year we became an IRIS church, and then um, actually were ordained, ordained as IRIS, minist- or, yeah, IRIS ministers by Heidi and Roland, which was a very, very special time at their home, and um, it was a beautiful experience. 
so at their home in Africa or in the U.S.? Nope, it was in their at their home in the U.S. And okay. um, it was really neat because our daughters were there and all kinds of Iris family, and it was just a beautiful, intimate time. The one thing I loved about how we were ordained is Heidi had us lay down, and um, they they prayed for us at our heads and our feet, and they just said, you know, this is how we ordain. We ordain laid down lovers and um, of Jesus, and that's what we are, and that's what we were, and that's how we really became part of the Iris family. Yes, I believe I've heard her use that phrase, uh, lay, laid down lovers of God. Uh, that's a really yes. uh, beautiful way to say um, what a minister or a missionary is. That's so yeah. true, because your life is just given over to him, and really, first and foremost, you're loving him, and then you love people out of that. So, yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. image. Now, uh, the Iris Leader School that you run is coming up September 7th to the 30th, so that's a three-week school. Could you tell us about the purpose of that? Sure. So sure. when we went to Mozambique, um, you know, Heidi uh, gave us a prophetic word that she repeated several times on different trips, and she said, I know your heart is to be here, but God has called you to the West, and there's a Western bride that is, you know, her bridal gown is tattered, and, and uh, you know, she's wearing a mask, but, but underneath that mask, she's longing to be loved and cared for. So one of the motivations in establishing Iris Leader School was that we knew that, that w- what God wanted to do with the church in the West was, was significant, and that we, although we deeply value missions, that we didn't need to go to another country to experience what God wanted to do. And then secondly, we kept seeing, uh, you know, in uh, or organizations will remain nameless because I don't want to criticize them, but certain organizations we would notice that they mobilized a lot of young people to missions and to different things, but they would come home and get disillusioned and then sometimes fall away from the Lord. And we noticed that there was a delay between people getting called and commissioned. So they would get called by God, they get very excited, but they wouldn't get commissioned. And so we advertised our school and just said, are you stuck between called and commissioned? And it it just hit a chord with people. And so we started having people come from various parts of the U.S. and different countries to our little place on the Central Coast to be trained. And it was phenomenal, just a phenomenal beginning to the school. It's been now our seventh year. And, uh, yeah, it's just been an amazing, life-changing school for so many people. Uh, we have such a heart to see really healthy leaders in the body of Christ, and mm-hmm. just healthy in every aspect, you know, in their leadership styles, as well as their persons, you know, because a lot of times leaders just kind of push aside the things that are holding them back and just go forward. But we have such a heart to really help people be healthy in all kinds of areas, feeling secure in their identity, really willing and and um, helping people learn how to serve other people, just a whole bunch of areas. So we just identified some areas that maybe uh, leadership in the, I don't know, top-level leadership, um, people are not reaching their full potential, and we had just such a heart to actually help leaders do that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, Mark, you talked about being called and commissioned. Could you talk to us about what you mean by commissioning? I think most people might understand what calling is, but what do you mean by commissioning? Well, my two favorite examples are are David and Paul. So David was called when he was 15 years old, 
uh, when Samuel anointed him with the horn of oil, you know, he called him out of the out of the field and said, uh, you know, t- said you're you're the next king of of Egypt, of, sorry of Israel, but uh, but he wa- he wasn't commissioned. He didn't step into that calling at that point. Actually, uh, many years went by. About I think it was I don't have my notes in front of me, but fourteen or fifteen years before he actually became king of Israel. And uh, he well, actually, it was longer than that. Cause he became king of Judah for at thirty three. He became Israel king of Israel at forty. So that period between fifteen and forty, when his full commissioning took place, when he was actually recognized for what he had been called to, was a long period of time. And it's unlikely that he delayed it very much. You know, he wasn't in sin at that point or doing much wrong. He was just delayed by Saul and delayed by circumstances, but delayed by his family and. Joseph, of course, was 13 years from the time he was, he was probably 17 when he had those dreams and got thrown in the pit. And, you know, he spent a long time between called and commissioned. He was, he had a dream that he was going to be in a significant position of authority, but it didn't happen for a long time. And then Paul, a lot of people don't know, Paul got saved later in life. And uh, he really got his calling in the school of Gamaliel when he was a, a young boy, really, and um, was a Pharisee of Pharisees and was doing all this stuff. But and then he got knocked off his horse, and Jesus appeared to him. And uh, he was raring to go, if you recall. He went right in, started preaching Christ and confounding the Jews, and he was really having, he thought he was having a great impact, but if you, if you read between the lines, the church was in turmoil because of him. And the Bible says that the church actually sent him home to Tarsus. And he had to go sort of on a Holy Spirit timeout for a while, <laughs> while he got some humility probably and got some compassion and who knows all that God was doing. But, but the point is, is that with the very best superstars in the scriptures, they all had a period between the time that God clearly laid out what his plan was for their life and the time where they actually got to walk in it. So that's between called and commissioned. Well, that's an excellent way of looking at it. Um, and when you are commissioned by a church or a ministry, it is really good as far as you know just your your mental vision uh, of what God has for you and you are like empowered by that right very true yes that's very true okay so the purpose of the iris leader school though is not just for traditional pastors or missionaries is it that's correct yeah we actually have had doctors come and uh uh, professionals and white collar and blue collar professionals come and and then you know people that are homemakers and just want to hone up on their leadership skills so it's really for anyone um, and we created a curriculum we prayed and created a curriculum that we think is fantastic and evidently our students think so too we're getting good reviews <laughs> and which are. is which is pos- which is positive uh, but um but really, you know, the concept of that came out some years ago about a 360-degree leader where they lead in all directions. They lead themselves, you know, they, they uh, lead themselves into a significant relationship with the Lord. They lead their families. They lead whatever ministry or church they're a part of, and they lead in the marketplace. And so that's what we've decided to do is, is really try to build holistic leaders that are, when the t- by the time they get done, they're so versatile and uh, and as Cheryl alluded to, the secure in their identity and safe. That's another thing. So we want to build secure leaders, but we want to build safe leaders. And a lot of leaders, yeah. unfortunately, as we've seen in the news, are not safe people. Hmm. And then, you know, because they're superstars and because, you know, they they have a platform, 
somehow the church feels bad about insisting that our leaders are safe. But And, you know, we could take anything to an extreme, but just having basic safety, you know, in our leadership is important. And, you know, I've had to learn to be more safe, and we all have to grow in that. But uh, So we teach that. We talk about how to be a safe person, first of all, and then a safe leader, and what that looks like, and uh, how to have healthy relationships, and how to connect with people, and how to be real. Uh, so things that are not necessarily happening in in some of the church as we know it. So, um, yeah, so those those lessons people really cherish and really appreciate because they're not hearing it everywhere. Well, yeah, that's so true. I can remember we've had we've had actually several um, people come to the school for uh, who lead other churches. They're not just their own church leader, but they're actually multiple church leaders people, and they come to the school, and they, one thing that they really appreciate hearing is um, actually how to have boundaries as a leader, like it's okay to be healthy and safe in your own person, and then teach your people how to do that too. And I think that that communication is important, and that connection with people, and sometimes even as leaders, we don't get taught how to do that, or even how to equip our people to do that. So we take a lot of time to really help people learn what that looks like. So it sounds like it's not only spiritual, but very practical, too. Uh, It's very spiritual and very practical. We have a segment that's on supernatural leadership, so it's very Mm spirit-filled. And then we uh, we talk about what it means to be a strategic leader. So how how do you plan a ministry? How do you plan a church? How Mm -hmm. how do you kind of get prepared in terms of your statements, your strategies, and your structures? And we really go into, and we actually help people with what we call a ministry action plan, where they... We help them map out, you know, as they pray, obviously, and seek the Lord, but we help them engage their heart, soul, mind, and strength, you know, where they they engage their mind in the process of loving the Lord in their ministry so that they can be well thought out and well planned. Obviously, we're subject to the Holy Spirit's leading, but unfortunately, in in, in the charismatic wing of the Church, we've allowed the Holy Spirit's leading to be an excuse for a lack of excellence, and we just... We really can be smart and spirit-filled people. We can be full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. And so we really teach kind of a holistic approach to life and to ministry, and it seems to be working. It's so encouraging. I mean, even just some of our past students and where they're at, planting churches in Asia, planting um, ministry schools, planting uh, houses of prayer. We have business leaders. We have attorneys who have come to the school who really just benefited in learning what it means to be a leader in their business at, in being an attorney. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Um, doctors, like Mark said, uh, project managers who manage multi-million dollar projects have, you know, taken three weeks out of their schedule and come to our school and really benefited from that. I love, I love that it's not just about ministers. It's like, because we all in one sense are ministers. And so really validating the people who are working in um, non-church uh, life and making money outside of working for the church and just really helping them reach their full potential as well. Yes, one of our magazines here is called Charisma Leader. It used to be called Ministry Today. You may know it from that, but one of our uh, aspects of this magazine is marketplace ministry. So even though we cover the church and traditional ministry, we also cover those who are business leaders or in the professions um, because God God definitely uses those people um, in an everyday kind of way. Yes, very true. That's right. So, um, That's excellent. 
from week to week, you have three weeks with the people who commit to the school. Uh, what can they expect from week one, week two, week three? Well, it's a, it's what we would say is it's it's an immersion school, so they can expect a full schedule first of all. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, we we don't have a lot of time, and we used to we used to, for for several years we ran the school as a five as a nine month school, so people would move here, they'd relocate for nine months, and they would go to school Monday through Friday, and have a few weekend assignments as well. So it's still a full school, but we decided to we felt like the Lord was leading us to to transform that into a three-week school to distill the very best lessons and the very best things that we were doing and best practices down to a three-week, powerful, fully immersive school. And so they can expect to show up and be at the school from uh, 9 to 5. There are evening microchurches, we call them, which are a cross between... They're like house churches on steroids, so they're Mm -hmm. super awesome. Mm -hmm. And... um, and then we have uh, weekend trips to Skid Row and to Mexico and different places that we, well, that's, that's at the end of the school. We have different trips that we do. And uh, so our students get exposed to a lot, but we begin each day after announcements and good news where we talk about what God's doing with an hour of intimacy. We, that's our very first track is an intimacy track. So we spend time in prayer or in the Word of God or in worship or all of the above just to help people connect with God. And in fact, Heidi prophesied over our school that there would be ministers that would be coming and they would they would actually use it as a three-week sabbatical to take a rest. And we found that while there's a lot of education going on, we had a, we had a minister, a leader of leaders come to us from Pakistan, and um, he just got absolutely uh, inundated by the love of the Father in the school. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was he was a transformed man by the time he went home, and he got what he came for, but he didn't know how to get, you know, it's just God just did it. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very powerful schedule that includes class time and workshop time and intimacy time, and we uh, connect our students in small groups, they call them connect groups, to be able to process what they're learning. And um, so it's a, it's a full schedule, but it's, you know, it's, sat- it's very satisfying. Sounds like it would be worth three weeks of most any person's time who, who uh, is focused on mission. Now, uh, could you give us an idea of the cost? I think the cost is eighteen hundred, but that includes um, full lodging. You know, and it's a very beautiful kind of resorty area here. So you stay in a really nice house and um, have access to the beach and stuff. So lodging and then lunches are provided during the school um, days, Monday through Friday. So it does um, pay for your housing and lunches during the week. And then I noticed you had some variation in the price if you actually live in that area. Yes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they wouldn't um, go live in a rental house if they have their house here. So, yeah, for sure, if people are here and they have accommodation on their own, we we greatly reduce the cost, yes. Okay. And so the website is irisleadersschool.com. And on there, people can find a video with the two of you inviting believers to come to the school. And then there's also a video with Heidi Baker inviting them. So that's very nice. Uh, Would you like to pray for our listeners who may be interested in in, uh, increasing their training and thinking about their call and their commission? That's a great idea, Chris. Sure, why don't you start and then I'll finish. How's that sound? I would love that. 
So, Father, we just come before you and we ask, God, that whoever is listening to this today, Lord, that you would speak to the ones who are called to come to our leader school. Lord, would you just touch hearts today, ones who need to be refreshed, renewed in their vision, ones who are stuck between called and commissioned and really need a fresh perspective. God, I just ask that your presence would fill these wonderful people and you would speak to them about coming to our school, Father. And Lord, I pray you'd encourage our listeners today to be able to know that you're with them, that you're for them, and that your plan is solid and sure, and that their destiny is solid and sure, and that God, if by chance you want them to come to this school as part of your plan for them, Lord, I pray that you would just right now just tug on their heart and bring peace to their mind, and that they would be able to sign up easily and quickly and come, even for this one in September. We bless you. We thank you for this podcast, and we just pray it would prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. I appreciate that. So, Pastor Mark and Cheryl Perry of Iris Central Coast and Iris Leader School, we thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, once again, the website is? IrisLeaderSchool.com. IrisLeaderSchool.com. And that uh, starts September 7th, the next one. Now, I forgot to ask you how often you actually do this. Is it once once a year, once every six months? What? It's just once it's a year once right a year. now. We only do, um, we start in September. September's kind of our month. So once a year in September for three weeks. Okay, so people can anticipate that. We bring in a couple of really powerful guest speakers as well. So we'll leave that as a treat for the people who sign up. But um, that adds a ton to the school and it's, and it's super, super helpful what they bring. Ah, that's great. Well, thank as you well both so staff. much for, for joining us today and, and for sharing uh, what God is doing through your school. Well, thank, thank you. you thank you for, for having us. us. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us today for this visit on Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.